Happy, happy May, everybody. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, the BU Boss, and you are in the right place if you want to consistently evolve and be open to failure. We are talking about how to find that intersection between your business life and your personal life so that you can have a quality of life. And if you remember correctly, since we are in the month of May, the series is called the May Bees, and I'm sharing with you four or five different bees, if you will, that will help you create customer loyalty in your business. This week, if you are so inclined to listen, we are talking about how to be vocal to create that customer loyalty. I'm going to share with you three things that I think you should consider along this these lines. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, definitely keep listening to today's podcast. If you have not already, make sure that you are following me over on Instagram as well and that you have subscribed to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links will be in the show notes because I don't want you to miss stuff and things are happening all over the place, different types of content. And I also ask a bunch of questions over on Instagram and my story. And I would love for you to go over there as well to answer some of those questions so I'll know exactly the type of content you would like to hear, what's going to make you hit that download button, sis, um, over uh, on your podcast platform. Anyway, keep listening if you want to hear about how to be more vocal to create customer loyalty. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? All right, so there are three things I want to share with you today. The first one being, if you want to be more vocal to create customer loyalty, I suggest that you use your epiphany journey to relate to your audience. What is an epiphany journey, Andrea, you might ask? Where have you been? I talk about this all the time. Your epiphany journey is that thing. It's your why. It's what your the light bulb moment that happened for you that made you decide to start your business in the first place or that made you decide to make a specific decision in the first place. That is your epiphany moment. Now, the journey is what you do to really solve the problem for yourself or to change the outcome or to achieve the goal or whatever it is that the epiphany was for you. It's the way you walk that out to achieve the goal, to reach the level of success, to solve the problem. That's what your journey is. So the first way that you need to be vocal is to share that epiphany moment. So what does that look like? Be transparent. The first thing you need to do Be transparent. Here you want to share your experience as proof that you understand the challenges or whatever it is, the problem you're solving or the solution you have for whatever the issue is. You want to show people that you can relate to their problem and that you understand it because you've either solved that problem for yourself or your experience is that you've solved the problem for someone else. And I think that the best way to do this, what I tell my customers, um, my clients, when I'm working with um, social media clients is to really showcase their solution in a lifestyle, um, in lifestyle scenarios. And I do that because as humans, 
you know, tons of people can tell us that they can solve our problems. But when I see how someone is using something in their own life or how it can be used in my life, it perks me up a little bit and makes me look at it a little bit harder because people can give you solutions, but sometimes their solutions just don't fit in my lifestyle. For instance, one of the biggest things is that when I look at fitness instructors or fitness gurus, influencers, a lot of times they're talking about how they get up at three and four and five o'clock in the morning to do their workouts. That is not me. I understand that working out is a good idea for me, but if your if your solution is that I need to get up before the sun comes up to do it, I'm not doing that. That is not the best solution for me. That's not going to fit in my lifestyle. However, when an influencer comes along and they say, um, well, you want to make sure that you're getting 30, 30 minutes of exercise in every single day. And um, I just fit it in, in simple activities like parking further away at the grocery store or, you know, taking my dog for a walk every morning and every afternoon. Those are lifestyle things that I can relate to that make more sense in my own life. And I can say, wow, I can do 30 minutes of walking um, and just, you know, break that up into 10 minutes. At 10 minutes at a time and maybe take a break from working at my computer and go walk my block for 10 minutes or something. And it doesn't have to be so regimented where I'm dedicating a full hour of exercise at five o'clock in the morning. That just does not work with my lifestyle. So when you are using your epiphany journey to relate to your audience and you're being transparent and sharing with them your own experiences, you do this in a way that shows a lifestyle if your shows your lifestyle or if it even if you get up at a time or you do something that is not doable for everybody else, when you present the material to them, when you're sharing your epiphany journey, you can meet them where they are and just say, you know, it's, if we're going back to the exercise um, scenario, you know, listen, I understand how you feel. And I just made sure that I moved my body for 30 minutes in a day. Now, I did that at five o'clock in the morning, but let's see what time works best for you. Or, you know, when you're providing the information about working out to say, hey, just find a period in the day where you've got a few minutes. Or if you don't have a few minutes and you're out and about all day long, just park your car further away and use that as an opportunity to get your 10 minutes in. Or if you have to work in a building that has an elevator, take the stairs up you know, at least two to three times a day or something like that. But that helps with lifestyle and people relate to those types of things. Also, you want to be vocal by, uh, you want to use your epiphany journey to offer insight into a why the problem could be existing, right? So if someone has an issue with, say, um, uh, fatigue, you know, that could be diet related, that could be medication related. So you might give insight into like, you know, how they can improve their diet or how they can check with their doctor about their medications to see if there's something else. But you want to offer a why a problem is happening, because oftentimes um, I know you've heard the saying, you know, give a person a fish versus teaching a person to fish so that they always have fish. And this is what I mean by this. If you offer insight into why someone could be having a problem, that's also an opportunity to opportunity for them to change that particular outcome they're having if they change what's going on prior to the outcome. And by you identifying the why, sharing that with them, offering that insight, that's going to be helpful. So you want to be vocal about these things so that they know that's going to help them become more loyal because they will begin to look to you for 
why these problems are happening and what they can do differently to um, avoid that why in the first place. So offering that insight is going to help you um, gain more loyalty in your customer base. So you've got to know those things and be very vocal about them. Talk about them. Share that information with those listening so that they know, much like what I'm doing today, I'm being very vocal about how you can be vocal to your customer base to gain loyalty with them. So that's another reason for you to hit a comment and tell me how you like this particular podcast, if you love it, um, and tell me why. You can share that with me and help me understand how I am, me being vocal with you, is helping you. And hopefully you'll come back over and over again. You'll subscribe and you'll download all the things that show me that you are being loyal to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Also, if you are going to use your epiphany journey to relate to your audience, provide preventative information. Again, if you're going to share with them, you're going to tell them why something is happening to them. And you're going to point it out. This is what I see your problem is. And here's why I think you're having it. Then you can start to tell them how they can avoid having that problem in the first place. How can you avoid the why? How can you prevent this from happening? What are some alternatives? If you need this particular outcome, but getting there has been a problem for you um, and whatever it is you're doing is the problem, your why is the problem, then let me show you how you can circumvent that why, How what, an, another alternative to get where you need to be um, to achieve the outcome that you want to achieve. And that's just giving them the what, like you got the what, here's the why it's happening. And then here is the how you can avoid, you know, this from happening in the past. So you want to provide them with preventative information. Now, the next thing that you can do to be vocal is to start conversations with leaders in your industry. This is one that had me a little bit fearful when I started doing it. And I and I have to admit that, you know, in my business, a lot of my business for years has been referral based and me going out and actually talking to people, sharing my insights on social media and people coming to me. But it wasn't until the last couple of years that I actively started seeking people who were in my industry and were leaders in my industry, serving the same people that I'm serving, but maybe serving them in a different way. And you do need to reach out to these people and have conversations with leaders because they are already on top of their game. They're already reaching a similar audience that you're reaching and they have credibility with that audience. And so you want to start off with someone there, someone who's um, either equal to you or maybe they're even more influential than you. But you cannot be afraid to use your voice and start having those types of conversations. Um, Because, again, if you're reaching out to people in your industry who are, you know, leaders, they're they're serving the same people again. Their credibility is going to afford you credibility with that audience simply because they're bringing you into their fold and they're sharing you with their audience. So that is going to be helpful and it creates loyalty with your community because you're also bringing in someone who is a leader and has a different perspective or has a different product or service that can also help them that is going to breed loyalty in your community because they know that you're seeking out other people and you have strong relationships with um, other people who are leaders as well. 
Also, you don't want to be afraid to ask for help from a coach. This is another thing to start conversations with. Um, as, a, as a marketing strategist and a personal branding strategist, I have helped people reach million dollar businesses. And these are people who have already done well. They've already you know, made it, if you will, with recurring revenue. They don't have any problems getting clients. Some of them are experts in marketing as well but they were ready to take their business to another level. They wanted to start onboarding. They wanted to be, they wanted to work on their business and not in their business and set up systems and processes that were duplicable so they can begin building out teams, creating company culture. And so they reached out to me and I mean, some of them like million dollar businesses, you know, but you want to not be afraid. Even if you are doing well in your business, there are still areas that you could you know, potentially need help with. So you can't be afraid to get coached or to ask someone who is, you know, doing better than you in a specific area. You can't be afraid to ask for help. So you want to be vocal. Now in doing so, the indirect effect of that is when you get better, you can offer better to your customers, which will in turn create more customer loyalty because people see your vulnerabilities because you're being transparent. They see that you, um, you too experience some of the same things that they experienced, but you were not afraid to go out and get help and to get the answers you needed. So they shouldn't be either. So that helps to foster loyalty in your customers as well. I bet you thought an inspection, balance, and alignment were words only used to describe a car tune-up. Nope, you may need one as well. As the BU boss, I work with people just like you, people in need of a tune-up. Let me help you become a more effective, efficient, and aware leader so that you can live the life you want doing what you're passionate about. Visit my website, andreapatrick.com today and click work with me in the menu selection. I'd love to get on a discovery call with you so that we can work on your brand tune-up. The next thing when it starts, when it comes to starting conversations with leaders in your industry is um, you don't have to worry. You need to learn how to add the word no to your vocabulary. Sometimes other leaders will reach out to you, um, but when you start these conversations with the leaders, if it doesn't look like it's going to be a good fit, um, definitely be willing to say the word no. Again, that too will be helpful to you to uh, gain loyalty from your customer base because people are going to see that you can stand up and be strong and say no to certain things. And so that therefore they can also uh, feel like they can say no to things and it will be beneficial because sometimes people are afraid to say no because they think they're going to miss out on something. But as a leader in your industry, talking to other leaders in the same industry and not participating in certain things or or being able to negotiate um, with these other leaders and um, really make sure that you are being um, uh, considered in the deal and that your needs and your expectations are being met, um, then that just only will prove to be beneficial to your audience in the end, because again, you're using your circumstances for optimal success to provide success for your customers. That's just going to help them become more loyal to you. 
Lastly, if you want to be more vocal um, to gain customer loyalty is I don't want you to be afraid to ask for the business. That is a big one. You've got to use your words, right? Now, it could be subtle. And in the subtlety, it might be something where you just ask, tell them that you are providing them with some sort of value. And hey, just give me your name and email address and I will give it to you with immediate download and you can use it. That's very simple. It's very subtle. It could be that you're at a networking event and you say something. I know one thing that I used to use when I was selling Premier Designs jewelry. I always use this as an example, my time with Premier, because it was such a training ground. But I remember that I would wear... Uh, oversized jewelry and or statement rings. I call it my check writing ring. I actually still wear one from James Avery. Um, not that I write checks anymore. <laughs> but when I was doing something with my hands, I would have this big old check writing ring on or I have a big old flashy necklace on. And inevitably someone would comment on the necklace or they would comment on the ring. And I would immediately go into, oh, thank you so much. I actually sell it. I could get you a catalog because it's all kinds of pretty things in there. If you like this one, you'll definitely like there's this other one and it's on page 52. And let me just, I'll send you the catalog and I would get their address and I would get their phone number. And that's how I would add them to my list of people to call on about doing home shows. So the same thing applies. That was a very subtle way to do it. It worked in a lot of um, instances. Another way is just to be very organic, and that's to offer your service as a solution um, just in a way that's a free way, a free way. It doesn't have to be for paid services, but I do this all the time too organically. I'll talk to someone, um, and if I see that they're having a challenge in their business, and I know that one of my tools will help them or just having a discovery call, which is free, if I know that that might kind of be a catalyst for them to find their solution, I'll just offer that very organically. Um, and it doesn't come across salesy. It's just me, one person trying to help another person. And that is a way to gain loyalty because people don't feel like you are selling them like right off the bat. Like, you know, they tell you that they're having this issue and you immediately say, oh, you need to purchase my so-and-so and so. I mean, that could be a turnoff. But if you want to ask for the business in a more subtle way, in a more organic way, why don't you try serving over selling initially and just tell them that you've got a great tool that they can use and you can send them. Um, or, you know, let's get on a discovery call so we can talk about it a little bit more because I might have some ideas for you. That is how you can be a little bit more organic in asking for the business. And then, of course, in the process of that phone call or that um, providing them with that, uh, entering them into that funnel where they get the free download. Obviously, there will be, you know, emails later on that might ask for a sale or at the end of the discovery call, you might ask them if they want to participate in your program or if they want to purchase your book or whatever the case is. Um, but initially, it's very organic and it comes across as serving over selling. Now, of course, too, you can be more aggressive in the ask for the business. And that's where you just flat out ask them, you know, hey, what's your budget? You know, I do have some services and some programs that can help you, but I need to understand your bu budget so that I can, you know, make sure that our expectations are in line and that I'm providing you with what it is you really need. And at the same time, you know what I'm saying? So you would, you would just ask like, what's the budget? That is not a bad question, guys. If someone asks you what your budget is, 
don't get offended. This is not a reason to get offended. If you don't have a budget, you just say, I really don't have a budget. Because chances are the person you're asking has a free solution that will at least get you started. It's not going to solve your problem nine times out of 10, but at least it will get you more information than you had and give you another lead to get, you know, closer to the solution you need. Or it could be that if your budget is small, that person has a product or a service or they can modify their products and services to meet that budgetary um, that budgetary need. Um, they can uh, modify what they have. I know for me, I do this all the time. That's why I ask because I do more serving than I do selling, which is part of my problem. But I, I try to help people. I don't want people to feel like I felt like they're stuck and that nobody will help them unless they pay an exorbitant amount of money. I don't ever want my customers to feel that way. So I always find a way to help. I always find a way to serve. If there is no budget, I have tools for that. I have um, uh, tips and things that I can share. If they have a small budget, I have small products and services that will meet their budgets. If they have a decent budget, um, then we can, um, the more budget, the more of my specific time you get. But if you don't have a budget, I always have tips and tools that I can share to help. So anyway, if you are looking to create customer loyalty, this week we're talking about how you need to be vocal, guys. You need to use your epiphany journey to relate to your audience. You definitely need to start conversations with leaders in your industry for a myriad of reasons, whether it's because you're trying to serve a similar, similar audience, whether it's you are asking for help from coaching, or whether it is in the process of negotiating, you might need to say no. Whatever it is, you need to start those conversations with leaders in your industry. And then also you cannot, I repeat, you cannot be afraid to ask for the business. Whether you do it subtly, organically, or aggressively, you have got to ask for the business. That's the whole point of us being here and having a business, right? Is that we need to make the sale. We need to make the money. So I hope this was very helpful for you this week. Um, as you begin to really start to evolve in your business, a lot of these tips that I'm sharing with you, it's going to be a trial period. You're going to have to test it and figure it out. So you can't be afraid to fail. But the point is that you try, that you try fast and you start to recognize what needs to be tweaked and what doesn't need to be tweaked so that you can be successful in your goals. I hope this was helpful. Again, please leave a comment, share your review about this podcast episode share it with your friends. Make sure you are following me on Instagram and you have subscribed to my YouTube channel and TikTok. I'm there too at AF Patrick Official. Um, so make sure that you are following me in those areas for the various ways that I'm sharing my tips and tricks to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that you can have a quality of life. Come back next week. We'll do it all over again with another B from this May Bees series. All right, guys. See you next time. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, 
I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.